new crew, NYC, in Brooklyn, still here. All right, what up, what up, what up, everybody? It's your girl, Josina Anderson, host of The Crew, and we are back in full effect as we count down to Christmas for a full show. Today, we are welcoming in longtime Fox Sports host, Marcellus Wiley, on the show to talk about everything going down in the NFL, as well as Prince of Mukamara, the former uh, Giant and Super Bowl champ, and, of course, Omar Kelly from the I Am Athlete pod in the building. But before we get going, always let you know where you can find our pod. Download the Odyssey app on your phone. You can get it right there or wherever you get your podcast. Or if you want to watch it on YouTube, go to thecrewnyc.com. That URL will take you right there. Of course, Morris Chestnut in the building, fresh off of his tour. A la jour for the best man. We're going to get to that right now in the crew call. All right, well, look who's in the building. Fresh with his Colgate smile. Omar <laughs> Kelly with the fresh locks and Prince Colgate. of Mukamara. Yes, what you got? How, I can't, well, I can't, what, what? How come it can't be Crest? How come it can't be Crest? <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? Well, I got well, the Colgate. Oh, well, I know you, you ain't using those You got to leave it open for some possible endorsement. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Don't hate on us now. Hey, Don't listen. Hate. Listen, hey, first of all, before we get to everything about you, let's welcome in Omar Kelly. Thank you for being on the pod this morning. I'm I'm so happy to be on the pod and so happy. Listen, uh, Morris, that 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 I'm I'm a big fan of that movie. I'm a big fan of that series. Uh, the hell from the wood, everything you've done. I'm I, I grew up on it, so I'm look. I, I was so excited to see that that new movie. Uh, uh, thank you, man. Hopefully, hopefully, it won't yeah. disappoint. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you Prince Amukamara, yes, hype off his Giants beating the Commanders on Sunday Night Football. Super Bowl champ, longtime NFL cornerback. What's going on, Prince? Man, I'm I'm excited. That was a great game. Mm. Um, Sunday Sunday night, and mm-hmm. it's so funny. Om- Omar sounded like me a couple of weeks ago when oh. I saw uh, Morris. Man, oh, I was, I was, Lord. I was giving oh, him flowers God. too, man. Oh <laughs> God! Oh God! Well, first of all, yes, uh, Morris, you do have the best man. The final chapters coming up on Peacock December twenty second. You've been doing your tour all around the country. I tried to meet you in Detroit, but you, you know did. I couldn't. I couldn't get there. No hotel room. I know. Open. You know, you things you're, were packed to see you in Detroit. Couldn't even get there. You couldn't get there. You pilot for your jet wanted to take the day off. I get it. It's okay. Don't, you know, don't so even you got, start. You got to give your pilot a day off, Josina. You be flying all over the country. You got to no. give him a day off. It's cool. I, I understand. I hey, listen. It. Hey, listen. Anything you want to tell us about the best man real quick before we get going? Oh, uh, no. I just, I, appreciate, you know, I just appreciate the support of everybody throughout the years. And just hopefully they enjoy these uh, these last eight uh, these last eight episodes. So. Mm, mm, okay. Well, let's so it's a series and not a movie? Yes, yeah, a series this time. It's a series for Peacock. It's streaming on Peacock starting December twenty second. So it's not a it's not a full blown movie this time. Mm. I like that though. But why we got to make it the final chapter though? I'm, I know, yeah. right? I know you got to talk to our director, man. Our yeah, director, yeah. Done, so. What, what happened to the happened. JoJo chapter? I, what, what happened to my part? Why I ain't coming in there smooth? You, you weren't available. We oh, everybody was uh, okay. not available. She want to be a love interest with somebody. <laughs> yeah. uh, Oh, that's and hey, that's right. You can bring you can bring in Jason Momoa, and then we could go from there. Ah, oh, wow, we wow. going to the crew and bye.
Right, where we're going to get our fresh Monday night football reaction, y'all. Green Bay back in effect, beating the Rams, led by Baker Mayfield, 24-12. to 12. Aaron Rodgers said after the game, I said it earlier, I think we can beat anybody. We can lose to anybody as well. But when you win a couple in a row, it starts to give you some confidence. Why are you already laughing, folks? Where is your faith level on Aaron Rodgers getting Green Bay in the playoffs? More is go. I don't know. I'm, I'm just looking at I'm looking at this weekend's games. I'm wondering why we're talking about this one. I mean, mm. we can mm. think about so we, I, we can beat anybody, but we can lose to anybody. That sounds like everybody in the NFL to me. I don't know. OK, OK. So uh, Omar Kelly right now, how you feeling about Aaron Rodgers? Um, Highly disappointing season. Obviously, mm. I want to see him reclaim his greatness. I, I don't mm. know if Tom Brady will reclaim his greatness. So uh, Aaron's like the last of a dying breed out there. Mm. Uh, interestingly enough, he plays Tua and Tua Nan uh, mm. this week on Christmas. Tua Nan, I like that. So <laughs> it, it's, you know, hey, he's the leading vote getter in the NFL uh, for the Pro Bowl. You know, mm. he's got Tua Nan behind him. Mm. Um. This is going to be a very interesting game because Aaron Rodgers can spoil the Dolphins' playoff hopes. Mm. So, you know, they got off to a hot start. They're at eight wins. They're riding a three-game losing streak. And here comes Aaron Rodgers trying to play spoiler. Yes, and Prince Abucamardo, uh, Green Bay lost two of their uh, two of seven in the last games, rather, was their record. But they won nine straight in Monday Night Football. So he's always stepping up in prime time. Uh, what are your thoughts? Can he do it with the likes of Christian Watson, Randall, uh, Cobb, Lazard, Aaron Jones, and A.J. Dillon? I mean, I think the saying is, like, you, you never want to count Aaron out. Mm. But um, – Mm. The way the way these teams are playing, like Detroit looks strong. Mm. Minnesota obviously looks strong. And I get what he's saying. Like they could beat any team. They can lose any team. I mean, that's just like the any given Sunday phrase. Right. But because um, we, we saw it this week with Houston almost beating KC, the Bears um, going down to the wire with with, mm. um, with the Eagles and stuff like that. Mm. So there's a lot of good teams this year, but um, them making the playoffs, it's it's just tough. It's it's it, it's it's a long shot. What I got Miami, Minnesota, eleven and three right now after that amazing comeback against the Colts in Detroit, as you mentioned, winning six of their last seven. But what about Baker Mayfield, Morris? I mean, because you know you've always had your comments on Baker. He did very well, you know, coming off of this the last minute train, uh, beating the Raiders, but uh, uh, against Green Bay in fifteen degree weather, he didn't get it done. Was that too much to expect from Baker? Listen, I think I think Baker Mayfield is a, is a, is a great underdog story, but I think if you look over the last, you know, what four or five years of, mm. of his career, um, I think you'll see that whenever the pressure is not on him to win, or whenever he's not expected to win, you mm -hmm. know, he does he performs pretty well, you know. Mm -hmm. But when he's, when he's expected to win, it doesn't seem like it kind of works out for him. So I'm not surprised what happened with the Raiders. You know, he said he had some of the same signals, some of the same protections that he had when he was in Cleveland. And, you know, and then, of course, I don't think the Raiders, I think the Raiders just kind of overlooked that game. This guy coming in, being there, you know, for two days, I think they kind of just let their guard down. They didn't come ready to play and it caught up with them. Um, but I'm not sure if he's the long term answer in, 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 uh, in L.A. Yeah, but Omar, I mean, when you think about all of the coaches that Baker Mayfield has had, are people too hard on him? You know, 
uh, Morris has had his comments on him over the time, but I mean, you're talking about Hugh Jackson, Greg Williams, Freddie Kitchens, Kevin Stefanski, Matt Rule, Steve Wilkes, and Sean McVay. Are we too hard on Baker? That's a lot of change, Omar. Listen, Baker's a coach killer right now. Oh, and, Lord. And, 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 and yes. if you really think about where Baker Mayfield is, and I say this on I Am Athlete, Mm. He is an Airbnb quarterback. Mm. You could do you 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 rent him. You go do whatever you want. You just make sure you don't destroy everything, and, mm. and then you just move on. I'm very <laughs> interested to see what happens to him after this offseason because he's definitely going to be an unrestricted free agent. The market's out there. Do people be believe in Baker? Do people buy in him? The moxie, the chip on his shoulder, the arrogance, you know, the entitlement. Um, those are all things that you don't want from your quarterback. They, mm. they, you know, and it's followed him wherever he's gone. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Mm. But what, what you? Why are you looking like that? <laughs> why are you laughing? Uh, because that's hilarious. I mean, I I can see why Omar has said that for sure. Um, but I think um, I think. Next season, there there will be a market for Baker. I don't know if he will be a starter yeah. because there's a lot of great backup quarterbacks who has shined, who mm. are shining and has shined this year. Um, mm. uh, Gino, um, Brock, Brock Purdy, and uh, Cooper. He just Rush. started. Are, are we are we really listen, on Brock Purdy? He just started. If we have time to answer this question, I was talking to someone about this question today. Yeah. If Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl. Oh and then God. become Super Bowl MVP. Eh. He was Mr. Irrelevant, Irrelevant this yes. year. Does mm -hmm. he hold out? Should he hold out? What yeah. are you looking like? <laughs> That's not, he's in the first year of a four-year deal. It doesn't matter. Exactly. He can't, even, he can't even renegotiate a contract. That's there, right. The, the, I, the, I know he can't. Exactly, but what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Does he hold out? Does he say I'm not coming? The system is not meant for you. He cannot renegotiate a contract until year he, three. He can't. But what I'm saying is they can still, if they wanted to extend him, they can extend him. So you forgetting about Jimmy G in San Francisco already? Listen, they have I'm, no, no one's forgetting about them. All I'm saying is that mm. Jimmy G and Trey Lynch are coming off um, injuries. Well, Jimmy G, is, his isn't as, as bad. But what I'm saying is this guy, oh, he asked for a trade. What? Like, Get me out of here. You don't want to pay me. He's Super Bowl winner in NBC. Listen, Anyways, we're talking about hypotheticals and the way mm -hmm. the NFL. I, I, I cover the league. Josina covers the league. Yeah. You yeah. know, until yeah. year three, you go. You are you are indentured servant. And, and, <laughs> you know, and I know you were a first round pick and you had a little power and clout and collateral. You know, you had some money. Yeah. But if you're if you're a draft pick round three to seven, you're yes. an indentured servant and you can't even touch that deal till year three. Well, well, let listen, me just, go ahead, let go me ahead, just say something real quick because I want to be clear. So I've never had anything against Baker Mayfield. I, mm. I, 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 I don't, oh, I don't Lordy. know. No, I haven't. I've, I've only <laughs> – what people don't understand is I just I just state my opinion of the type of player he was. You know, I've never played football in, in pros. I've never been in the NFL. But, you know, there were certain things that I saw early on that I pointed yeah. out. And, Josina, yeah. you want to label me as a Baker hater. I'm not. But everything just... that I've said, everything what I've said is, is has come to pass. Now, when you when you when you compare and contrast him and Purdy, it does feel like, and, and it was still early. That, you know, still have to get some tape on the tendencies of Purdy and all of Very that. True. Still true. early, but it does feel like he has a little bit 
uh, a leadership advantage over Baker. I do feel that mm. Baker Baker was very was very entitled, and I think that he bought into his own hype. Because mm. he had the best line in Cleveland, the best run game in Cleveland. They mm. brought in Odell Beckham and had a great tight end. Jarvis they had Jarvis Landry, 100 yards. Jarvis Landry, wake up in the morning, he got 100 receptions. You know, <laughs> he, had, he had all of that. Uh-huh. And he, kinda, you know, he, he overplayed his hand because I think he bought into his hype. Let, well, let, me, let me defend Baker a little bit, just a mm-hmm. little bit. Let's okay. this. Last year, he mm. played with a separated shoulder. Mm. I would never encourage anybody to do that. He should have sat his butt down. He's he the one that told him they were, he was his, okay. He hurt his value. And then, okay, you forced the trade to Cleveland because he probably yeah. would have been the starter if they never ended up with, with um, uh, Deshaun Watson. Yes. But, and, and then we would have seen what, what happens. Yes. He's no different than Sam Darnold where he just wasn't enough for his team and his organization but then you add on top of it the, the arrogance and the entitlement and the personality and, and mm, you know, not mm. getting along with his teammates. You don't have that with Sam Darnold. At least it, it doesn't seem so. Mm. so Hold on a second. Hold on a second, guys. I Look, I, look we're in the middle of a great discussion about Baker Mayfield, okay. but I do okay. want to get our guests in here. Yes, yes, save your question because we do want to get Marcellus Wally in here to jump in onto this discussion. So let's go ahead and bring in our guest into the crew, Crib. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what is up, Marcellus? What it do? What it do? What's going on, Marcellus? How you doing? Oh, I'm just listening to y'all shred Baker up. I'm with Morris on this one. Like, we got to separate the act from the actor. And oh, I'm not talking about Lord. the man, I'm talking about the baller he's supposed to be, and he's not. So I, I yeah. hold no reservations and pull no punches when it comes to talking about this game. That's how we have to respect it. And Baker Mayfield has fallen short of all expectations, probably <laughs> drafted too high. So he had absurd expectations. But don't feel bad if you're calling it like you see it, because everybody's seeing it as well. Well, first of all, mm-hmm. let me give you your proper welcome. Marcellus Wiley, longtime Fox Sports host, currently leading the More To It podcast on the Dan Patrick Network and author of Never Shut Up. Uh, and of course, longtime uh, NFL defenseman. We welcome you into the crew. We appreciate you, Marcellus. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, listen, but the, the one thing I have to say here, but at, at least the 49ers have a good quarterback uh, problem because I don't know who you should be going with in 2023 when it comes to Trey Lance, when it comes to Jimmy G, or when it comes to Brock Purdy, who all of a sudden Brenton Mukamara is drinking his milk. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> y- y'all better be careful. Y'all better hold y'all horses on this mm. whole they got a great quarterback situation because mm. as mm. much as I love Jimmy G, and Shanahan does too, because it yeah. seems like he can't win with any other quarterback but Jimmy oh, G Lord. consistently. Hey, they haven't gotten over the hump with Jimmy G. They don't know what they have in Trey Lance. And Purdy's only started a couple games. Exactly. It's one thing to get thrust into the game like, oh, Jimmy G got hurt. My turn. All right. I feel that adrenaline rush and I'm showing something. Then you wake up next week. You're the starter. That's the next level. <laughs> now, the level he hasn't climbed to just yet, but it's coming, is when they have those championship contender expectations and we're counting on you not no more you just filling in for jimmy mm. the keys are your now let's see how you drive this car yep. so i'm just saying let's just wait on how great their situation is at quarterback mm. but so far 
none of those names has gotten them over the hump. Not only that, but if if Prince can add in, chime in on this, I've always heard that it takes about five games for a defense to get a book on yes. a quarterback and create a game plan to dissect. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, and that and that's what he has going from knowing has actually schemed him. Um, no one has seen the play actions that he likes, his go-to plays. And once they do find out, um, they will scheme him. Like, well, when I played for Vic Fangio, any type of rookie or uh, beginner quarterback, he is bringing them dogs. He's blitzing every angle. He mm. wants to see how this guy can can handle um, pressure. And so, and just like Marcel, Marcella said, that we are going to start um, – seeing that when they start getting into those um, championship contending games. All right, hold on, hold on. Let's go ahead and move on to these Eagles, Morris. We, ha we have to let you get your customary brag time. Your Eagles are 13-1. and one. Marcellus, he is an Eagles fan, even though he's from I'm California, not, and you from the, Compton, so get on, get on him record, about that. First and, and what? Go ahead, Morris. For the record, I've never bragged on the <laughs> Eagles, okay? Let's just make it clear. Uh -huh. I've never bragged. Um, I, listen, it's, um, I, I, you know, I'll be the first to admit that I, I had no idea that the team would be, you know, at this, at the beginning of the season, I had no idea that the team would be where they are right now today. Yes, yes. And, um, and it's very promising because, you know, as you know, Josina, I wasn't even sure if Jalen Hurst was going to be able to take the next step or not. And, but clearly I was wrong in that. And I'm glad I was wrong being an Eagles fan, but I think also with the, uh, the way the defense is playing, mm. that's what I'm impressed with. Mm. You know, that defensive line, we shorted up with Linval and, uh, uh, and Sue. And Dominic and Sue. Yeah. Yep. And we had Sue and then, and then we got big boy back. And then the, the line is just defensive line is just kind of thus far, you know, we still have a long way to go. And I will say this about the Eagles. Yes. I know Hertz may be, you know, he's ailing a little bit. He may not play this week, but yes. we have been somewhat fortunate on the injury front. You yes, know, you have. we have been somewhat fortunate there. But right now, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy with what they're doing. Well, look, speaking of that, head coach Nick Sirianni confirmed this morning that Hertz uh, suffered that right throwing shoulder sprain late in the third quarter against Chicago uh, when defensive end Travis Gibson drove him into the ground. The only indication right now, the early indication that Hertz was injured uh, right there and was slow to get up, and that he may miss up to two games. So the question is, Marcellus, should we be more concerned about the hurtless Eagles? Or the declining Cowboys, because the two teams play this week. We don't know if Jalen's going to be available. And Dallas struggled against Houston and lost against the Jaguars, 40-34 in overtime. Yeah, these are two different teams in terms of the complexion of how they look at the regular season and mm. their future and their fortunes. Um, if you're the Cowboys, uh, I can see in that locker room where – uh, there's times where they struggle for motivation to go out there every single week, 17 weeks in a row, because their expectations are so lofty. It's championship level talent there, so they need to get a championship. Where the Philadelphia Eagles have so many question marks and uncertainty, they mashing the gas, and that's mm. beautiful. But it could be fool's gold. It could be setting uh -oh. you up for failure or uh, crash and burn when it comes playoff time. I'm a big believer in Jalen Hurts because of his character, because of his talent mm. level. He's going to make sure this team is accountable. But when you go out there, let's say this team ends up 15-2, and 16-1. You can't lie to yourself. You're thinking, oh, man, we got something here. But in the playoffs, it's a hard reset. It's not, oh, what do you come into this situation with? 
We saw a perfect team in New England not finish the deal. So I'm looking at these Philadelphia Eagles, and if I were a fan like Morris, I'd be holding my breath like, man, it's not going to be that easy. When they <laughs> and I really Listen, play. listen, and I'll be the first to say, I agree 100% with, with Marcellus. You know, you never know what's going to happen in the playoffs. We saw a, a, a Green Bay team with a Hall of Fame quarterback last year lose their first game to uh, the 49ers in the, in the playoffs. We've seen a Dallas team, you know, uh, put up big numbers throughout – throughout the season and then they lose their first game in the playoffs the playoffs is a whole different season and what what i'm what i'll say is i'm and i am holding my breath what i'm a little encouraged <laughs> by what i'm a little encouraged by is our defense i think that you know we have those two corners we have the two boys we got we got big play slay you know and uh, the other cat on the, and Bradford on the other on the other end and then that 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 defensive line so you know we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens but uh you know uh, the playoffs a whole different ball game. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Omar, can uh, the Eagles win with Gardner Minshew? <laughs> they can. Just that name. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> What's wrong with his name? What y'all joining on a man's name for? Go ahead. Listen, uh, the Eagles are built to play playoff football. They can mm-hmm. run the ball efficiently. They can protect their quarterback, and they can play hella defense. Mm. I, that that's the 49ers blueprint. You can yes. win with any quarterback. Yes. If, mm-hmm. if if Purdy's out there winning for the San Francisco 49ers, a lot of people think are, are, are probably destined for deep run into the playoffs, then the Eagles could absolutely win. Oh, come on. See, see, this is what we get. This is where we get into problems. Like oh, Omar no. said, that's the 49ers blueprint. Absolutely, they can win in the playoffs. What has the 49ers won? Like, yeah, you've been in the Super Bowl. You have okay. the Super Bowl. Like, so the blueprint is to get close. Okay, the Eagles going to get close. Let's build it. That's what you want to build. That's what they're going to do. Uh, I will say this. Yeah. In addition to that, see, my it, concern with that is um, when we look at, say, for instance, we look at the Chicago game, and I know we struggled early on in the Chicago game, but what concerns me about the Chicago game is they had a buy to prepare for us. You know, mm-hmm. they, and that I think that made us that helped us struggle because I mean they they traded away all the stars on defense and we still kind of struggled early on in that game and they got some young DBs. It's going to be a whole different season mm-hmm. in the playoffs and we saw that last year. Last year the Eagles were were run the ball on everybody, everybody. We got the Tampa Bay in the playoffs and they put a stop to it. You know, now Jalen has progressed as a pocket passer and we have added you know that weapon on the outside, um, but. Playoffs is a whole different season. We I, we just have to – I am holding my breath. Principal Kamara, can the Giants make a comeback in the NFC East after beating the Commanders? I was at that game, Sunday Night Football, 20-12. to 12. The Giants are currently 8-5-1, and one, third in the NFC East. They started off 6-1 and one and are 2-4-1 and one in their last seven, though they did win after your boy Kayvon Thibodeau came up with a big boy dominant win at FedEx Field. Prince, go. Prime time, Kayvon. Listen, yeah. since we're talking Super Bowl, I think that yeah, the Eagles, the, <laughs> the Eagles, the Eagles, the Eagles are are for sure a great team. But I think that a team that is going to win a Super Bowl is going to be a team that's not being talked about. One of those teams that are just um, catching on uh, a lot of momentum right now, kind of like the Giants team I was on in 2011, Mm. nine and seven, getting in by the skin of our teeth Mm. and then going four and oh in the playoffs. And one of those teams are the Giants, Mm. I believe. I feel like- Oh Lord. What I'm saying is this, (laughs) I feel like the Giants are one of those just scary teams. Same like Detroit. Detroit is scary. Like those those teams have a mindset, hey, 
listen, just listen. Those teams have the mindset <laughs> that as long as we just need to get in, uh-huh. once we get in, uh-huh. like you guys said, they just happy reset. to be there. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> it's a reset. Like once we get in, we're okay. in. Don't be using Marcella's reset. Marcella is is principal of now. it. Are, 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 are the Giants scary, Marcellus? Are you scared of I'm, the Daniel Jones Giants? Right. Because Morris about to lose his hair, and he don't even got none. Go. Yeah, Prince. <laughs> I, look, Prince, I get it. Like, when I go to Chargers games, I still got to show love, and I'm an ambassador. You're an ambassador for the Giants. But don't get up here lying, bro. Like, and I'm a big fan of Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones? But it hasn't I'm added shame. up yet. But what we said the same thing about Eli. But hold up. What I'm saying, you guys know Eli because of what Eli has done in the playoffs. Yes. That's why he, that's what makes Eli. Uh, just, we haven't seen point. Daniel Jones okay. in the playoffs. So who's, so who's Plaxico? <laughs> huh? Plaxico. Y'all don't have that. What is there to be scared? On, my, no, seriously. I can't hear you. <laughs> no, you can't hear me now, right? In, in all seriousness, April Fools yeah. was a long time ago. What does someone need to be scared hey, of the Giants? In Brian Dable, I will admit, is one yeah. of the best, innovative, most aggressive coaches. I've been a fan of his since I covered him mm. as offense coordinator. He Miami is a good offensive line. I knew mm-hmm. he'd be successful. Mm-hmm. But Wait, I do want to say, go ahead, go ahead, Morris, go ahead. No, what did Omar say? What's there, what's there yeah. to be scared of? Brian Dable. <laughs> He's an aggressive call. He's an aggressive play call. An aggressive <laughs> Why play. are you rolling your eyes, Morris? Wow. I just, I'm just, I'm, to answer I'm, your I'm, question, I'm, Morris, to answer your question, Odell yeah. is still available. Odell can still sign. All right. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Listen, you can't be adding oh, the Odell caveat. I did not know I was waking up in the twilight zone today. <laughs> they straight up talking about the Giants. Oh, yeah. God, look, Odell. Look, look, wait a minute. Look, but I in all seriousness. Yeah, no, in, in all seriousness, all seriousness. Mm. Yes, You're going to tell me that the Giants are more dangerous than the Cowboys. The Giants are more <laughs> dangerous than the 49ers. The Giants? The Giants going to be more dangerous than the than it, the Giants? For real, the Giants. I'm saying. I'm saying. I think, that, I'm, I think that there's an underrated team that's not being talked about that is going to win. It's not a team that's going to win the Super Bowl like, like mm. the Chiefs. The Eagles. Mm. I just feel like there's a team that's grinding hard right now. So they're, they're more of a dark horse than the Detroit Lions. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. No, no, no. I, I, didn't like, I would I, prefer I you said. With them. Yeah, I would I prefer you said Detroit with the with the offense that they have going. I would prefer you said them, but I mean, I, I, I piggyback on something that Marcella yeah. said that okay. uh, you know the 49ers have gotten to the doorstep. He's gotten to the Super Bowl and we're at the doorstep of the Super Bowl last year. What held them back was quarterback play, which is why they made that change. I think with defense and a run game, you can get yourself deep into the postseason, but you need that quarterback to get you to that Super Bowl. Right. You, you and I, I don't see that. I don't see that with the Giants. I, I'm I'm sorry. I, I just don't see that with the Giants. Well, here's what here's what happens. I, here's what I would say about the Giants, though. At least they had their full complement of players on the defensive line. You see what can happen when Kayvon Thibodeau is in there with Dexter Lawrence is in there with Aziz Ojolari. Leonard Williams came back after having that neck injury. So uh, and and also we talk about Kayvon Thibodeau and how he performs in uh, in our prime time and all that other stuff. So I, I don't know if I'm going as far as saying Super Bowl. I don't know if I'm doing that, Prince. Wow, wow. I mean, hey, but you, I, I do, do respect that. him. Go ahead. Yeah. 
did I did Strahan unretired? Did I miss something? Oh my <laughs> God. Did, I, did I miss something? His name is Tony. Talk about the Giants. Mm. Wow. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, a, it's a wild take. That's not who I'm talking about. Listen, I appreciate your courage. I do. I, I, I would have respected if he would have said the Chargers. Like the Giants. Oh, there we go. I mean, the Giants. Okay. All right. Well, let, 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 hold on now. Let's let's talk let's talk about these Jets because the other team in New York right now struggling a little bit after they brought back in Zach Wilson. They did lose to the Detroit Lions, who are surging Prince of Mukamar, winning six of their last seven. They did lose to Detroit 20 to 17. Uh, there was some talk about how head coach Robert Sala managed the last two going two minutes, rather, going into it with uh, all three uh, timeouts. Marcellus, what do you think about the Jets? And, are the, you know, the Jets, I live in here, they're always crying. They want to jump on Robert Sala. They're bringing up the receipts comments again. I think that this is one of their best coaches in a long time, with all due respect to what Todd Bowles did in his first year being 10 and 6 there. Your thoughts on the Jets right now? Um, I think Coach Sala mismanaged this team's psyche, and I think that's why they're in this rut right now. Um, they were a great story early in the season, and we could see their talent level is there. But in football, you only eat what you kill. So you got to always have that killer's mindset. And I think when a coach comes out, first thing he says is we keeping receipts like we've achieved something, like we've accomplished something. Everybody keeping receipts. Everybody trying to kill what they eat, right? So then you all of a sudden realize, oh, this game is fickle. Now your quarterback play is suspect. You got to bench your quarterback. You bring back your backup. Then he gets hurt. Now you don't know which way is up. And you've lost your way in dual leadership, not only from the sidelines, but from the most important position, the quarterback position. That's why Bill Belichick created dynasties. Because mm. Bill Belichick, no matter how good or how mm. bad it was, he mm. knew to stay and say even kill things mm. and these other coaches they feeling themselves and you gotta remember you got 53 dudes behind you mm. who love the game but don't like how it feels it mm. hurts and you yeah. gotta motivate me to run through the walls and when coach thinking like oh it ain't that hard oh we good all oh, these cats now look at them they gotta check for us Marcellus. yeah let me just interject this the jets went six and two after that receipts comment okay first of all he had to switch over to Mike White. I think he handled that beautifully uh, as far as uh, – and, and have you seen the way these guys have talked about – even though they're one and two with Mike White before he got hurt in Buffalo with the fractured ribs, they have been – they love that dude. Okay, I just wanted to say that. But go ahead, uh, MC, go ahead. No, that, no, that was that was my question because mm. it did feel like to me mm. – they were losing when he when he made the receipt comment. I've never, I've, I'm, of course, I never played the NFL. I'm gonna refer to our vets, our, our vets there. Mm. It seems like to me they rallied behind that comment. Yes. He went publicly and showed support for his team and showed belief in his team. Mm. So, uh, Marcellus, you saying that you don't think that that had an effect in the locker room and the confidence in the players or anything at all? Mm. No, I, I think that when your coach does that, it's bravado, and you like, yeah. I mean, it could get you emotionally charged. Mm. But then it's going to subside, and then you got to do all the little things. And to do it big in the league, you got to do the little things. And mm. one thing you can't go out there is expect that it's going to come to you any easier any other week. So I think when he made those comments, the record shows that, okay, we are behind, Coach. We're 6-2, and two, as you say. Great. But now the ceiling is lower. Like mm. now – who is the quarterback? Now you try to protect Zach Wilson. Talk about, oh, y'all just too tough on the kid. He could be a good quarterback if you beat him up. 
Well, coach, He's you got to keep him first. confident. He can't just, you know, completely build. And first of all, they switched from Zach Wilson to Mac Mike White after they lost to the Patriots 10-3, mm-hmm. to and then he didn't take accountability. That was the exact right move. He was doing a master class in terms of crisis management with his quarterbacks. And then Mike White went on to beat the Bears 31-10. to They lost two after that against the Vikings and the Bills. But I don't think anybody at that point was calling for Zach Wilson. And not only did he not make him QB2, he deactivated his behind, which was the right call and then and then joe flacco embarrassed him when he came in you know and got uh and got uh and fumbled right after mike white got hurt and that's why zach wilson went up to qb2 and back to qb1 now with mike i mean i think think the bottom line is Mm -hmm. i think the bottom line is it it looks to me the last three games they played uh at least two for sure playoff teams one team people are talking Mm. about in buffalo is going to be could be a super bowl contender minnesota is running away with their division Mm. they lost to them and they lost to a, a red hot Detroit uh, team. Detroit team, and they got. And this, I mean, at this point, it seems like both of them are backup quarterbacks. If you're talking about Zach, or you're talking about uh, the kid White, so it, it feels like he has them trending in the right direction. They they played three tough teams to where I wouldn't put my money on on, on the Jets beating any of those squads. <laughs> but my, but Marcellus, so if you I are say, hey, let me like, say this. You know what I would put on it. Every time I see that dude, he in a different color Ferrari. What color? You got a different color Ferrari. Oh, every day to win. We calling out put, Ferrari. I would put that dude's Ferrari on the on the game, but I wasn't gonna put my money on it. Oh, hey, okay. that's before all these damn kids and took all my Ferrari. Now oh, I got tricycles, Lord. man. I got oh, oh, man. Stop. oh, don't come on here with that Nick Cannon excuse. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen, but 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 if you are the head coach of the Jets, Marcella, since you're talking about Robert Sala, what should he do with the quarterback position? Really quickly, 2023. Are you sticking? with Mike White? Are you going into free agency? Are you shopping with the Jimmy G, a Taylor Heineke? Daniel Jones will also be unrestricted. Baker's out there, but there ain't too much oh, choices God. unless this Aaron Rodgers decides to leave Green Bay. I mean, look, if you mention Baker Mayfield, you know what I'm doing. I'm turning around and <laughs> saying, Mike White, we got to roll. I mean, I'm as faithful as my options. And right now, I don't like my option of Mike White. I don't like my option of Zach Wilson. But I, I like them more than mm. what's out there in terms of bringing them in and really trying to rally around them. Mm. So it's a situation where all I'm saying is I don't think this is going to end well for the Jets as of late. You can mm. see some of the sputtering, and mm. that's how the game goes. We're talking about a marathon. So mm. you could come in with these nitrous comments on mile 13, and then I could take <laughs> off running. And then a veteran going to be like, where the fool going? He ain't going nowhere. This is a marathon. And watch how this ends for these Jets and going yeah. into the offseason. It's going to be problematic. We got to figure out how to stabilize it. Oh, really I'm quickly. Real, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Let's go, go ahead, Prince, Prince, real quick. I was going to say, I, I agree with Marcel. Bulletin board material can only mm. go – so far and, oh, and the media w- w- was giving it to them and, and some teams were but then after that like there has to be something else that can continually motivate um us players Stop. I think Robert Sala is still in it for coach of the year, especially if he can win out the last three. Uh, I, I don't think we should be down on him just because of the last uh, uh, three timeout situation and, and and losing as of late, especially with that quarterback carousel. Quickly, we're going to jump to uh, Crew Huddle and talk about that viral video on Gio Bernard quick. <laughs> All right, Kevin Durant says the media are spoiled after he saw that viral video, Gio Bernard. 
talking to the media in Tampa after they lost to the Bengals 34 to 23. Bernard was part of a huge momentum swinging play in the Bucks lost to the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. Obviously, he didn't know that they were trying to dial up a fake punt. I don't know if you saw that video, uh, guys, with the with the uh, media confronting him, especially saying some things like, listen, we were we, we haven't been able to talk to you because you were injured. What have you done for us to be talking to you now? Uh, uh, Greg Augman uh, uh, apologized for that or said he would apologize. Jenna put the video up on social. It's got like seven million views right now. Uh, Omar, anybody, what y'all got to say about this? Uh, I mean, (laughs) as a media member, I've Mm. been in those situations where players who are part of a controversial decision or called or made an error, Mm. um, they don't want to talk after the games and they don't want to be held accountable. It comes with your paycheck. You're required Mm. to talk to the media two times a week, Mm. once during the week and once after the game. Mm. Make it happen. Mm. Did did anyone else have a problem with this? I got a problem with the media in this one. Um, Wow. Look, it's a two-way street, and we that's why they call it media relations, because you got to have a relationship with the players. Mm. And when you're especially a beat writer, you're there all the time through high and, and through lows, right? And you can't come to a guy and start to pick your spots when you want that guy to be available, because that guy's going to lean on the relationship. Where the media goes wrong, and why Kevin Durant's probably right, they're spoiled, is because they know they have the last word, and then they can hide behind the obligation of you doing it. But mm-hmm. if you don't treat me right, then I'm not going to be obligated to do anything, and it has to come from a higher source than just you. And you can hear it in every one of their <laughs> voices. They start getting high-pitched. Well, you wasn't available. Well, you wasn't around. And, like, that lets you know them hit dogs were hollering. Because mm. he was basically saying – I walked past y'all for weeks. Y'all couldn't even give me a what's up. Now I mess up. Y'all want to throw the mics in my face. Mm. Balance it off. Have a relationship. Mm, Prince, and, not, and, not, and, and not only that, it's, I mean, the Bengals was his former team. Mm. So that's probably why um, they wanted to get him on camera. But then at that point, um, Gio can do it two-way. He can be not he cannot be politically correct and um and do what he did or you could just go the marchand route you can just get like hey i'm just here so i don't get fined like he can just say whatever and the cameras are rolling so you got to be careful but i think right now he's getting lauded for his reaction go ahead morris real quick go i'm sorry i gotta i gotta uh i gotta straddle the fence on this one oh, right God. because when you when you really I, I do i mean listen there are there's a time and a place i agree with that but you're looking at you're looking at two different professions you gotta you gotta you gotta an athlete who who's emotional and things didn't go the way he wanted to so it's you know he's gonna get an emotional vibe but he has you know that's his job it's his livelihood Mm -hmm. you know to highlight something that he did could you know i don't know if it's gonna cost him his job but it could affect it and then you have the media who their job is to get the story and they want you know they want the you know, they want the... But it's tone. It's tone. I think I, a lot of I people didn't appreciate I, the listen, tone. They felt I like it sounded entitled. Although I understand both, getting the story. But go ahead. That's what I'm saying. I think there's a little bit on both because, listen, we all know when you're yeah. an athlete, you know that you're going to get asked some questions. You know what I'm saying? You know, okay, so sometimes, and sometimes it's hard to check yourself. You know, mm. I got to do my interview sometimes if I'm not feeling right or I want to mm. say something to somebody. But I think both sides can be a little bit more respectful. So if I'm on a red carpet asking you a question, uh, Morris, you going to answer my questions, all my questions, all my questions? Well, you're going to call me a hater. You're going to call me a hater, Joe. I'm just an Eagle fan, Joe. I don't hate Baker Mayfield. I just call it like I see it. 
Oh, whatever. <laughs> hey, listen, I want y'all to say thank you to Marcellus Wallace for coming into the crew, Chris. Oh, appreciate you. Appreciate man, you appreciate that, dude. I think I seen a red one. I think I seen an orange one, a black one. I don't know. Maybe oh, it was purple. Wow. I see wow. he had, Marcellus had a, a Ferrari for every day of the week. Oh, you got I'm someone sure. that holds your umbrella, that dude? Probably nah, not. Hey, hey, no matter what I got, all Morris got to do is walk down the street. He's still getting more love. So these oh, Ferrari. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it is. Like, hey, hey, hold on real quick. Hey, was that custom? How how you fitting that? How you fitting that Ferrari, man? Was it custom? <laughs> no lie, dog. When I bought it, um, the Lakers at the time, I think it was like Kobe and them back in the days. I was like, they all have Ferraris. And I was like, why y'all got Ferraris? They said, because they long on the inside and mm. none of them had Lamborghini. So I can't fit in the Lamborghini. Jumped in the Ferrari and I was like, damn, they for the big dog. So oh, okay, I was one. I was like, man, I, I said I had to be custom for this dog. Okay, <laughs> standard issue. Big, hey, Marcella, look into the camera and tell us your name and say you're watching the crew. Marcellus Vernon Wiley. Dad, dude, y'all know what y'all doing. Y'all watching the crew. Wow. We appreciate you. Thanks, All right. Marcellus. All right, love. We'll talk to you in a bit. All right, All right love. Okay, last segment here. We rolling on the crew life, and then we are going to be out. All right, all right, all right. So it is Christmas. It is tis the season to be jolly. So I want to know really quickly either what y'all getting me for Christmas or what y'all are thankful for. Morris, go. Well, honestly, uh, I'm, I still have to decide what I'm going to get for you, Justina. I got oh, to I gotta get you some, something to cure your haterade. Do you always hate me, <laughs> my eagles? I got to get you a cure. I got to get you some type of prescription to cure that. Listen, I um, take all my gifts with four wheels. You know, they could come with di diamonds, you know what I'm saying? And anything like that is always good. Amazon, you can, only insure, you can only insure Amazon to a certain amount. So your diamonds, okay. I would send it to you, Josina, but it probably wouldn't be insured. And, well, oh, that, yes, because you're going to be riding around like a Flintstone. Go ahead, go ahead. Go around ahead. this time, and I think hmm. what, what does get lost yes. um, in all seriousness around this time is really about health, um, you know, health, physical health particularly mental health and it's a lot of times that you know around the holidays thanksgiving and and and, and, and christmas people start really reflecting on whatever their issues may be or whether perceived issues may be so i just just hope and pray that everyone you know stays stays mentally healthy and physically healthy and just we just get into the next year well, I will say two things I'm thankful for. One, I am looking forward to your show popping up on Peacock on December 22nd, the best Thank man you. final Thank chapter. You. So I will watch that. And at the same time, I'm also a big fan of Jack Ryan, which will this which which will debut December 21st. I'm gonna be watching both of y'all shows. I'm thankful for that. But no, yeah. I, I'm thankful for my family, for my dog, and all of that yes. other stuff. And we do want to extend dog. our heartfelt uh, you know, uh prayers to the family of Stephen uh Twitch Boss. Yeah, yeah. Going yeah. to a hard time, Prince. Go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think just along with you, super thankful for family, and then I have um, I have three three new um, beings. How many kids coming. you have? Okay. I have three three more <laughs> beings coming. Three more beings coming. Wait, what? Three? Yeah. yeah. Three? Go, go on, Omar. Go go on, Omar. Wait. Go on, Omar. Wait, you having triplets? Are you having go, triplets? Go on, Omar. Is Wait, you having like dogs? Like what is this going on here? Go on, Omar. Is this is this Nick Cannon breaking news? What's going on? <laughs> what do you think before? Go ahead. What do you think before? Three what? Go, go on. I said beings. 
Beings. B-E-I-N-G-S. Wow. Well, congratulations, dog. Congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank you, Oh, so, okay. All right. Okay. That's amazing. Omar, I think Omar's speechless. I am super thankful for my beings in this world. My 19-month-old daughter who's developing personality, tearing up the house on a daily basis. Um, But her spirit is just... It's so encouraging to both me and my daughter because nothing bothers her. She's so pleasant, even when she's sick. Um, and and for my family, because yeah, uh, yeah. you know, we what we've been through in this past two years or three years with COVID, and and it's a, it's a COVID strand out there right now, getting people. Yeah. And <laughs> we and to to have my family, both my parents, still healthy and still with me, because I, I I've got friends who they've lost their family. I've got people in my in my life who died this year. Yes. And health, you you can't take it for granted. Health and family. Mm, yeah. Morris, do you have yeah. a final prediction on your Eagles Cowboys game before we get out? Um, <laughs> An honest I, one. <clears throat> honest one. I think the game, even if if Gardner Minshew plays, mm. I think the game is going to be closer than people think. You know, because mm. and I said this before. So I think one of the things with the Cowboys, mm. when they had the backup quarterback in, they were playing. He was playing by the numbers. He wasn't taking a lot of risk. He was just running the system. And I think the defense stepped up. I'm hoping our defense steps up, plays a little bit above their head, and Gardner Minshew plays by the numbers and just does a very just doesn't take too many risks. I think we'll be in the game. Hold Morris, on. have you, Mark, have you seen question. Gardner play? Yeah, I've seen. Uh, yeah, I've seen him play. Yeah, he's he's very Baker Mayfield. I think so. I think so. What's that I, now? I you said so. what? Left very Baker. Oh, so are you talking to Omar? No, no, no. no, no. no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just said he's very Baker Mayfield ish. Yes. Yeah. He can. He can. He can win a game. He can win a game. He can lose a game too. Hold on. I want to ask you, Morris. You are one win away from clinching the NFC. Number one seed. Yes. Do you play Jalen Hurts this Sunday to try to get that win, or do you rest him to try to see if he can make it through the playoffs with the shoulder injury? I I rest him a million percent. I rest Mm. him because, listen, the one thing Dallas does have, I believe they're second in the league in sacks. Mm. And I don't want to risk any more type of of injuries to to, – to, to, to Jalen. I'll rest him this game. And listen, the Saints defense is tough too. I, I would probably rest him into that last game of the season at mm. home against the Giants. Okay. Well, if, if um, we needed it, if we needed it. Yep. And last breaking news, uh, Robert Sala just announced that uh, Mike White will not be clear for contact. And so mm. Zach Wilson will get the start. But on that note, guys, we appreciate you joining thank the you, Omar, crew from our Salas Wiley, Omar Kelly, Prince Lukemar. Yes, yes, yes. And watch the best man, the final chapters, Peacock, December 22nd. We appreciate y'all. Bye.